0: You're listening to Special Programming, sponsored by Making Moves Life Coaching Services. The content of Veterans Affairs Plus does not reflect the views or opinions of Public Radio KUNV, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education.
1: Good morning, this is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host. Got a guest who is a long-time friend and colleague that we'll get to in a moment. However, at this time, I'll do what I normally do, and that is give a few announcements as well as uh, express some condolences. So, to the family of Doug McCain, who was a long-time uh, member of this community, and he was a a good friend and a business partner of Mr. Sammy Armstrong of Ray & Ross Bus Company. So uh, we will miss Doug. He uh, was a good guy in our community and well-known. Another family that we'd like to express uh, condolences to is that of Mr. Booker Burney. He transitioned recently, and his service will be held uh, this month at Second Baptist Church. Booker was the owner, co-owner of of the uh, barbershop uh, Hair Unlimited on Martin Luther King. And another interesting thing that i like to share about Booker is he, along with Assemblyman Wendell P. Williams, they helped to get Martin Luther King, which was at the time Highland Drive. They got it changed to Martin Luther King. So just an interesting tidbit about uh, Mr. Booker Bernie that we should all remember this the work that this gentleman did. Then another family member, a friend of the family, I should say, that's Mr. Eddie Bryant. Wow, he was such a good friend to both Marsha and I. And I can tell you that's, and I kid Marsha all the time about a couple of my friends that she actually stole from me. And Eddie Bryant was one of them. And I served with the Community Food Bank many, many years ago. In fact, I think we started uh, together on the Food Bank Board of Directors in 1984, if I remember correctly. And Eddie was our secretary, and I can tell you he was a real character then. And this was long before Three Square. In fact, uh, you guys may remember Betsy Braggs, who ran that program for many, many years. So those folks we will, will truly miss. And one other condolence to the Duncan family, good friend of ours, of the family, uh, Faye Duncan Daniel. She lost her sister uh, just yesterday morning. So, uh, condolences to that family. A few other announcements. Oh, birthdays in the month of December. Boy, do we have some. My sister Alma Hewitt, uh, her birthday is this month, and Alma is a good uh, good sister. She's always cooking me some chicken noodle soup when I get, <laughs> yes, Brian. Brian's sitting here saying, oh, just <laughs> rubbing his stomach. But look, uh, always uh, looking out for her big brother. And then we have our grandson, uh, Kyson. Kyson's birthday is on the 14th, as was my uh, fire service mentor, Monroe Williams, who's deceased, and also my youngest brother. They both were on December 14th. And then we have our granddaughter, Nyla Washington. Uh, Nyla is less than 11 months old now, and she's already walking. And her father, Ray Ray, as we call him, Vernon Washington, was just in a hurry, Brian, for this young lady to start walking. And we said, you better look out. You better (laughs) leave her alone because, you know, when they start walking, man, they start getting into cabinets and who knows what. So uh, happy birthday to all those folks. And and then the final one I mentioned, condolences about her sisters, Faye Duncan Daniel. Her birthday is this month as well. So Faye... We wish you well and all the other folks uh, who are celebrating birthdays in the month of December. The next announcement is Sierra Snow Gliders. They will host their holiday party at Classic Jewels December 9th at 6 p.m. Contact Gene Campbell for tickets. And I can tell you, Marsh and I used to be members of the... um, and I'll say this to you, Brian, uh, the, as the New Yorker that you are. I am. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Marsh and I, when our godmother died, Miss Ella Turner in Detroit, we went back and it was right before Christmas. I forget we, what year it was. But it was so cold and it snowed and we don't have them goulashes that people who are prepared for this mm-hmm. type of weather. I got sick. And I was sick for about two weeks. Marsha was sick for over a month. And we all know the song that's very popular, I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas. No, I'm not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Brian. In fact, uh, I don't even like that song after that. I mean, we were just miserable. Those Dorisers had,
0: can be brutal.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. But we had to go back again and uh, uh, express condolences and be with, be with the family there in Detroit. Um, one other thing that, um, must be said to the, to our listening audience, and that is, I hope you were able to, and I just learned today that they're going to stretch it out to, I think around the 7th of December, please, please, uh, make a donation to the endowment. I think the general manager has done a tremendous job with, the uh, with the work that he's doing here and having that endowment, it's going to allow for funds to, to be utilized, uh, not immediately, but down the road. And I think that's a a wonderful thing that he's done. Of course, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays to each of you and your families because it is that time of the season. And, of course, we just uh, got past Thanksgiving with lots of food, lots of family at the house, and everybody is grateful to God for allowing us to all still be moving around this earth so uh, thank God for that and then the final thing I want to mention is and we'll get him on the show next next month and that is Wendell P Williams of the Martin Luther King committee he's the president of course and former assemblyman they will have a lot of activities to include the largest parade in the state of Nevada and that's the Martin Luther dr. Martin Luther King parade to occur uh, in January Once again, good morning. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host. We will shortly get into the first guest of today is a longtime friend and colleague, Mr. Brian. And Brian, I believe you were captain in the Air Force.
0: I left as a captain. I started as a lieutenant. I'm a very lucky man. I had a, a even in 11 years storied career.
1: So... As an officer, did you go to Officer's Candidate School, or did you go to college and go to one of the the academies?
0: Thank God for ROTC. (laughs) ROTC, okay. (laughs) They paid for the last two years of my college education, Mm -hmm. and even while I was in the Air Force, uh, they liked their officer corps to be smart. So thanks to the Air Force, uh, I got an MA in psych.
1: Okay. What was your primary job when you first went in?
0: When I first went in, I I was a motion picture production officer. after a year at Scott Air Force Base in Illinois, I volunteered and I went over to Vietnam. And a lot of people don't realize that some. if you watch the military channel, mm-hmm. a lot of those images are coming from military units. And if there was a good time to be in Vietnam, I was there at a very good time mm. because I arrived in August. The peace treaty of Paris was signed in January, and then we had 60 days to get out. So I was there at the end of the war, not the fall of Saigon, but the end of the war. But I was there when we were trading POWs. Mm -hmm. I was there for some of the political meetings Uh, before the peace treaty was signed. I flew any number of combat missions. So I got to see war. Uh, I got to see peace. Mm -hmm. We used to have a joke uh, in our unit that the last person to leave Vietnam there's going to be a photographer taking a picture of the last person to leave <laughs> Vietnam.
1: So when you were there, you were actually doing photography, video, and et cetera.
0: Uh, not video. Uh, okay. Motion pictures and still photography. Okay. Uh, when I came back, the military was transitioning from film into television. Mm-hmm. Television is a lot more versatile format, a lot cheaper, and you can do a lot more with it. And uh, you can you can tape over things that you don't like. As <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Oh, so I'm sure that had to be quite an experience to be over there, like you say, at the end of the war and then when peace took its place.
0: Well, you know, it's like thinking on back, I don't have PTSD, but when I watch the news now from the Ukraine, the images of what is happening in Ukraine are very familiar. I will never forget the sights, the sounds, the smells Mm -hmm. of, even after treaty was signed, I was there when we were trading POWs and walking around the streets of Hue, Mm -hmm. which used to be a a capital of of Vietnam, social capital, intellectual capital, Mm -hmm. and it's just a mess. Um, but to see all that destruction, to be party to that, um, mm-hmm. it sobers you. I bet.
1: Yeah, in fact, I, I recall watching a couple of years ago a documentary where they were interviewing a lot of the soldiers who were actually in the war zone, and a lot of them said they didn't appreciate, believe it or not, people coming up and saying, you know, thank you for your service. Exactly. These guys said, you don't know who I killed? Why I had to kill, and I don't need you thinking me, because I had to do some some wild stuff that that I'm not happy with in my own soul, and I'm like wow, so I don't I don't say that to to so even though I was I was a service member, I served from '71 to '73, and I still thank God that I didn't go into to war, because I can see that it still affects you to this day, and you're talking about the sights, the sounds, the smells. And I don't think that people really realize, and that's why we have this show, and and there's a gentleman that we encourage people to call, and that's Tony Marshall, he's a service officer. And what he does is he get people hooked up who need help with various needs as it relates to their military service. I'll announce his name and number again before the show is over today because I think it's very important. And I don't think that a lot of people realize what happens and at war because it has a tremendous effect, and I'm and I'm only doing it as an assumption because I was not there, you know.
0: But war isn't a movie; uh, it's the real thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I flew in two different, mainly in two different types of aircraft: mm-hmm. uh, battle damage assessment, reconnaissance, and actual, you know, combat. And you know, they're they're shooting bullets at us, and I'm shooting film at them. Uh, <laughs> I flew with all different kinds of pilots. And mm-hmm. some of the pilots said, okay, you, you want to be part of this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm 23, so sure. For a long while, I made fun of myself that, you know, my aim was so bad, and I've never been trained in, in shooting missiles. <laughs> uh, I probably killed more palm trees. But right. the good news is that I don't know who I killed. The bad news is that I don't know who I may have killed mm-hmm. and what blood is on my soul. Right. Uh, in some ways... It took me a long while once I got back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done a lot of work on behalf of the mentally ill and the dying. Mm-hmm. And,
1: yeah. and uh, I definitely wanted to, for us to talk a little bit about that. But before we go there, Brian, when you left the military, you joined Las Vegas Fire and Rescue. I did. Let's talk a little bit about that and, and, and some of the, maybe one or two of your favorite videos <laughs> that you did. Well, you uh, did a lot.
0: I did a lot. Uh, One series of favorite videos Mm -hmm. was the, we would do a video covering the entire fire academy, Mm. and the idea of learning, this is what it takes to be a firefighter. Right. Uh, I think the single best video I've ever done was the hardest one I've ever done, and it's thanks to you. (laughs) Thanks to me. (laughs) Thanks to you. We were celebrating our 65th uh, anniversary, Mm -hmm. uh, and we were hosting an international conference. And you said if uh, you send an email out to the world, if you have any line of duty deaths, uh, whatever imagery you have, send it to Brian. (laughs) And I got a ton of information, everything from a single portrait with no information to ours at the cemetery, hours at the church, Mm. hours at uh, the memorial, and being exposed to the stories Mm -hmm. uh, and trying to put that together in a way that told a story that didn't overwhelm, but still was very honest, Mm -hmm. authentic about, okay, the fire academy will tell you what it takes to be a firefighter. Mm -hmm. This is what it sometimes costs to be a firefighter. Mm I mean, there was one video of a fire captain who's being given a flag from his chief because his son, 18-year-old son, Mm. Mm -hmm. after two weeks on the service, was killed in a fire. Mm. And editing this, it's like, I could edit for about 20 minutes. Okay, I need to step away from this. Right. Uh, But the end, Mm. uh, Mm. I was very proud of that piece of Mm.
1: work. Yeah, I, I recall that was the Metro Chiefs that we Exactly that we hosted. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um you know, Brian, we worked together at the training center and that was one of the, the best times of my thirty three year career because I felt we were all so close, me, you, J.R. John Ryan, who was the chief, uh, Arlene Jackson. We had a great time in terms of us the camaraderie. And one of the things that you did as we rolled into your thoughts about volunteering. I remember a group you got me involved in and I was like, I wanted to cuss you out. <laughs> Compiers. You remember Compeers? I remember Compeers. Well I had I, I had two different a very young man and then I also had an older person. And when that older person didn't take their medication, they would go crazy on you. And I'm like, yep. what am I doing here? But it it was still valuable to me in my life in trying to help someone else. But you got me involved in Compere.
0: Compere was a program where you would train volunteers mm-hmm. to be a friend to someone who was mentally ill. Mm-hmm. The therapists and the social workers had to take a certain stance. A friend could just say, "Will you take your damn medicine, just take the pill. Right. You know, and you could be more forceful, more direct, more social. And as opposed to being a, a social worker or a therapist. Mm-hmm. They would have people assigned to them. The Compeer volunteer would pick his—that's right—his person. Yes, and he was able; to, he would be able to say to that mentally ill, per, stabilized, right, for the most part. <laughs> uh, he was able to, to stay. I was—you weren't assigned to me. I picked you. I think you're interesting. I think you're valuable. It's a very different message mm-hmm. from the officials who would be right. dealing with these people. Uh, I have since, that program since dissipated uh, during one of the recessions that we had. Right. But I was recruited then to work for Nathan Nettleson Hospice.
1: Yeah, and you did that for i
0: I'm still doing that for 40 years. Okay. You know, end of life issues. I teach mm-hmm. a course in listening skills. How mm-hmm. do you, what do you say? What don't you say? Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier about don't wish military guys thank you for your service. Right. If, you're, if you want to say, what did you do? tell me how it was Mm -hmm. you know tell me a story Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, that kind of works better nathan adelson hospice that was uh in fact you say you're still working there as a volunteer i know john chief john ryan jr as we affectionately call him he did a lot of volunteering up at the old military home up in bowler city Mm -hmm. and uh When we when we had our and something we do to the listening audience, we get together where we hadn't gotten together in a in a couple of years due to the pandemic, but we get together and uh, and talk about different issues, tell the same old lies. But this (laughs) this year we told some 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 new stories. Uh, New memories were affected by by us all by just continuing to live life. And uh, Ryan told me that he had to fill out some documents. To continue on after the pandemic he said you know what i don't need all this aggravation in my life (laughs) he said i'm i'm 75 years old why do i want to fill out some forms see you
0: i can't let this end in any way shape or form without saying that working for you was one of the best experiences i had in the fire department uh you you always reminded me there was an interview with ed sullivan Mm -hmm. longest running variety show in cbs history Mm -hmm. and The interviewer asked, what's the secret of your longevity? And he said, it's simple. I buy the best talent I can afford, and then I step out of their way. Mm -hmm. Uh, You were masterful in the way that you corralled all the different skills and talents of the the staff of the training center.
1: Well, let me say this, and, 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 you know, this is something that was very touching to me. You know, the black firefighters, we had a a complaint filed against the city for discrimination, and myself and Larry Powell was the the leading force behind the group, and as such, and one of the things that we were interested in was getting someone black down at the training center. I'm not. Right. (laughs) And Brian was selected, and I remember, I don't know if you came up to me, and you introduced yourself, and I wouldn't even shake this man's hand. Mm-hmm. And God beat me down so bad. I went back to Brian with tears in my eyes. I said, Brian, I'm so sorry. We we shook hands and hugged. But the point to that is, Brian did such a tremendous job, even though he wasn't the one we wanted, the black guys. But Brian, the way he carried himself as a former officer, I think probably had a lot to do with it. But you wasn't you weren't afraid of nobody. <laughs> You guys, you you may not I may not be the one you want, but I'm the one you got and let me show you. And you brought a number of great things as far as uh uh well I forget the name of that program, but it had to do with uh dealing with the evaluating uh the employees and what was the name of this program? Positive discipline. Positive discipline. Yes. And you trained us all in how to properly uh administer that program. So I know that and I believe that all the folks who you had dealings with Las Vegas, with Las Vegas Fire and Rescue. Really, really, really appreciate and have nothing but honor and good words to say about you. And I'm glad to have you as a friend. I'm I'm honored by your friendship. I pay tribute
0: to uh, the Air Force and also my mom. My mom always taught. She was adamant about good manners. Mm-hmm. When she moved away from Pennsylvania to New York City, mm-hmm. all of her family said, you're going to stay in New York and your children will grow up to be gangsters. <laughs> and she was going to prove them wrong. My brother and I were going to die in the attempt. Right. But the business of how do you treat people? You know, how do you treat people? Mm-hmm. Good manners, good management. Uh, one of my enlisted guys in Vietnam basically saved my life. He said, mm-hmm. "If you're going to fly in this plane, mm-hmm. wear your flak vest. Mm-hmm. If you're going to fly in that plane, sit on it. Don't wear it, because there's ammunition that can come up through. There's ordnance that can come up through the bottom of the plane, mm-hmm. and you do not want to be injured." Uh, so treating treating people well, that's just regular, you know. You, and that you, was that was part of the Air Force, but it was also my mom.
1: Yeah, and you know. You would think that it would be easy to treat people with dignity and respect, but a lot of people, as you know, they don't, and and they generally get in trouble as a result. Well, I mean,
0: some people don't make it easy. Right. I mean, I remember when I was teaching the management class, uh, there was this one captain, mm-hmm. an old dinosaur. I won't say who. I won't say his name. He said, "I don't need to talk to Mike guys. They get paid every two weeks. <laughs> you know, what what do I need to talk to them for?" And I said, "Hey, hey, do you ever go to a concert?" Yeah, all the time. What do you do at the end of it? I applaud. I cheer. Why are you giving to strangers what you
1: won't give to the people upon whom the success of our organization depends? Right. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Brian, it's it's been a pleasure to have you as a guest. Any closing remarks?
0: I am honored. I'm a very lucky man as I look, as I'm aging, as I've aged, (laughs) as I'm able to look back and the things that I've done, the places I've been, Mm -hmm. the people I've known the wonderful people I have worked for, especially one of them I'm looking across the table at. I'm a very lucky guy. I mean, I've done a lot of things, and I've been able to use all the different parts of me, the artistic part, the Mm -hmm. intellectual part, the compassionate part, the psychological part. I'm a very lucky guy.
1: All right, we'll appreciate your time, and uh I'll, we'll get you back on the show again sometime in the future because I think you have a lot to offer. And as people can see and hear, I hope that you'll understand guys who come out of the military, they come beco- become very valuable citizens in our community. So thank you, Brian. Once again, good morning. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host. Our next guest is Mr. Brent Taylor, who is not only an, a vet, but he's an inventor. Brent, tell us what, what branch did you serve in?
2: I served in the Army. Uh-huh. Um, my dad served in the Navy. And my brother served in the Marine Corps.
1: How long were you, How long did you serve?
2: I served seven years. Okay. And uh, I'm so grateful for that seven years. It actually got us a house, our first house.
1: <laughs> right. So where, where are you from?
2: I'm from Erie, Pennsylvania, and we moved right outside Atlanta, Georgia, called Dallas, Georgia.
1: Okay. As I mentioned in the introduction of you that you're an inventor, can you tell uh, our listening audience how that came about?
2: Uh, My dad was retired in the VA nursing home, Mm -hmm. and uh, basically he stated that he was like an old car needing a bunch of new parts. He had Mm -hmm. prostate cancer, diabetes, Mm -hmm. Um, a weak heart, I mean, and basically the uh, doctor said that they didn't want to jeopardize his health by having him do any physical therapy. So I just thought that that was crazy. We needed to do something for my dad. I mean, mm-hmm. he was a good spirit man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a funeral director. And, um, you know, he, he he stayed busy until he retired into the nursing home, and mm-hmm. I wanted to help him. I mean, mm-hmm. I love my dad. I'm the youngest of seven kids. Mm-hmm. And so I was familiar with Bungie being a CDL driver and um I cut an old seatbelt out of my car, I took a foam grip handle, um and made it adjustable um for him so he could easily um do stretching and strengthening in bed.
1: So what is what is this that, that you put together? What what is it actually called and what does it do?
2: Well <clears throat> um It actually stretches and strengthening. By Mm. the foot straps, he could actually um, stretch one of his, you know, um, foot by his ankle. Mm -hmm. Uh, He could actually bend his knee with his wrist, um, and uh, he could do it simultaneously. So he could actually stick one foot in the foot strap and then transfer from the other without having to bend over. Mm. And the nicest thing about it is it's adjustable from 0 to 25 pounds, so he could just adjust the a tension control so he could get a little bit more resistance mm-hmm. as a couple of days gone on. Right. So um, it was it was very comfortable, and he did it in bed. So mm-hmm. my wife, Kathy, called it bed, B-E-D, mm-hmm. er, ER, sizer, mm-hmm. better sizer, mm-hmm. you know, um, get better in bed.
1: So is do you have someone manufacturing your, your equipment?
2: Well, yes, we, we do. We, um, we found a manufacturer. We've mm-hmm. been producing our, our products ourselves, but we found some help. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're looking to take this, you know, national. Um, I, I thought I was 8A certified. I, I'm trying to get GSA certified, so right. we're definitely looking for help. Right. Um, There's a lot of vets out there that, you know, are sedentary, you know, that Mm. are in bed and wheelchairs, you know, Mm. can benefit. But, I mean, this is not just geared to people that are in bed. Right. Um, I mean, people that are sitting in a chair, Mm -hmm. um, people that are standing. I mean, we've sold this to um, uh, colleges, Mm. uh, high schools, Mm. um, activities you know as far as uh, some folks uh we show partnership there's exercises that we created that never been seen before okay so i mean we're we're so excited i'm sorry
1: so so how are you uh marketing your device
2: uh, we we go we um uh, we've been trying to get a little bit. We want to get on television. That's uh-huh. it. I mean, bottom line, we want to do a commercial. Okay. Uh, I, have, I don't believe anybody has seen anybody stretching and strengthening in bed as far as. A commercial goes Mm -hmm. and we want to be that first one because you know there's a lot of people that at home you know that don't have health care and things of this nature but just to help a healthy blood flow to the extremities and things of that nature that's what our product offers you know it it helps you stretch and strengthen and that's a key Mm -hmm. to staying healthy today
1: absolutely absolutely well I'm assuming there's a way for people who are in the Las Vegas area as well as around the country who can listen to this show um, how would they go about making contact if they want to uh, purchase this type of equipment?
2: Um, again, the name of the product is called Bed Er Sizer. Mm-hmm. B E D E R S I Z E R, and it's dot com. BetterSizer dot com. BetterSizer dot com. Yes, sir. And if they would like, they can actually. Brent Taylor921 mm-hmm. at gmail.com, and I'll be more than happy to help you. I'll be more than happy to, to do demonstrations for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's my I mean I, I love my dad. He, he's right. a great man. I mean, he did a lot for the community, but he helped me receive a United States patent on the product mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know what I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I could be the first black uh, American that has a patent mm-hmm. on an exercise product. So right. you know I'm, I'm very grateful.
1: All right, well, I will be in touch with you, uh, Brent, as uh, soon as we get off the line and we can discuss more, and I'll tell you how the, how you'll be able to, to listen to the program. Thank you for your time, and uh, thank you for what you put together that's going to be helpful to people.
2: Well, thank you, Mr. Washington, and okay. God bless you. All
1: right, take care. All right, uh, once again, to you vets out there, I encourage you to call Tony Marshall, our service officer, at 301 537 9465. Everyone, please be safe and enjoy your family and friends during the holiday season as we thank God for His grace and mercy. God willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll be back on 91.5 Jazz and More in January. Take care.